everybody. Welcome to the SideQuest Podcast. My name is Luke. And I'm BJ. And uh, BJ. Yes. Apparently, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 Special Edition pre-order will go up once the new Nintendo Direct hits. It fucking better, because we've got like a month left until that game comes out. Yeah, now. now. So I'm going to have to scramble my ass off getting to GameStop and being like, Josh, please. Please, Josh. Well, it's also just so early. Like, I... I, I forget that, like, oh, yeah, this game is coming out in, like, less than... Because I'm still so used to that September date. Yeah. But, like, now it's like, oh, okay, I get it now. Yeah, they cucked Splatoon for Xenoblade, which I feel is a big W. I mean, to be fair, I think Xenoblade's going to sell more than Splatoon. No offense to Splatoon, but, like, usually in these cases, big JRPG adventures sell real well. Yeah, um, I think... I can't. I think Definitive Edition was the highest selling Xenoblade game, and then that in turn boosted the sales of Two and Torna. So I don't know what's sitting at the top right now. I saw the thing you sent me of like, oh yeah, Torna and, and Two are getting like re, or not reprints or like restocked somewhere, whatever. Yeah. So I might actually be able to have physical copies of that game now. Yeah, I'm. I'm really glad they're doing that because a lot of people are going to be very interested to play that. Which is smart, considering that you know that game comes out and people are going to probably there are probably going to be people who play three and then go, well, what's the rest of this shit? Yeah. So I think it's yeah smart because three is the culmination of all the Xenoblade games so far. <laughs> Uh, except X, because <laughs> fuck that game, apparently. I think there's going to be some kind of X representation. They're just not talking about it. And I think it's probably going to be, like, some endgame super bosses or something. So I'm excited to see what they do for that, because I know they're going to try to tie it in somewhere. I just don't know where. I hope that this leads to, like, next year we get an X, like, port, finally. I mean... Considering the last couple of games, I think that's very viable because after two, they were like, okay, we need more time for three. What do we put out in between now and then? Xenoblade, you know, definitive whatever edition. Which is the best looking Xenoblade Chronicles game because Jesus Christ, those character models. Yeah, the character models look great in that one. Um, it's a it's a really big upgrade from the Wii. <laughs> oh, very much so. Because uh, Dunban just looked like every crackhead on the corner in Nashville. Yeah. So, very happy to have that. It's still, I mean, I love, I really do love Xenoblade 1. Uh, I think it's probably one of my, it's one of my favorite, like, RPGs. Mm-hmm. Yet somehow still hasn't hasn't peaked up into my top whatever fucking list I have. Yeah. But it's still so good. Uh, speaking of RPGs, this is a little off topic, but I saw a video today on TikTok that was, like, the most popular games in each state, mm-hmm. which I guess is the best selling or whatever. Okay. Um, and in Tennessee, it was actually Suikoden 2. What? Why? What the fuck? I don't know, but it, it's the first time in a long time I've been proud to be a Tennessean. <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah. Weird RPGs? Fuck yeah, I'm down. Hell yeah, dude. Was it like, what was the time frame or did it just said in general? I think it was just in general because some of them were like Uncharted 2 for New York. Um, How the fuck did Tennessee get sweeked in? I don't know, but that's that's fucking awesome. Go what? Tennessee! What the fuck? <laughs> uh, I think Montana's was Earthbound, which was fuck good yeah, to hear Montana. because Earthbound never got love from Nintendo. At least Montana's there for him. I feel I feel Nintendo's realizing that Earthbound's popular probably because of the fucking Nintendo Switch Online thing. Yeah, like how many people downloaded that immediately and were like playing it? You know, I bet they have data that's like, oh, people like this game. 
Exactly. And they, they used that as like a big one-two punch at the end of that one uh, presentation they did where yeah. they were like, Earthbound, guys. And so, Earthbound, the beginnings. Yeah, the one that nobody gives a shit about. It's still fun, but yeah, it's it's definitely archaic as fuck. Yeah, I think they're working up to putting three on there. I, I think I, they're just gauging interest. Well, and the thing is, I don't think they're going to call it Mother 3. Like, everybody's going to be freaking out, but they're going to say Earthbound, and people are going to be like, okay, what is this? And it's going to be like, Earthbound, whatever. Earthbound and endings. And you're going to see Lucas, and people are going to freak the fuck out. Yeah. Like, there's no... Because people are going to be like, oh, we got to get Mother 3, Mother 3. And it's like, Nintendo's going to call it Earthbound something. So that's what people here know it as. Yeah. So... But who knows? I mean, hey, I I say we got we got Live Alive. I think Earthbound Three is possible because I think Live Alive was a Japanese exclusive. Nobody fucking had it except for people translating it. Yeah. And now we're getting it an official way and in a really good remake. Absolutely, and I would love to see Earthbound remade in that style. That would be fucking incredible. I want to see everything remade in that style. I'm gonna be completely honest with you. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> HD 2D is phenomenal. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, so I figured we'd start the podcast with that little tidbit of news. Uh, Xenoblade 3 is probably, I would say, in both of our, like, probably one of the most hyped games for us. For me, I'd say it's the most hype coming out in the near future. So, ooh, so, yeah. And Dr. Thunder hitting you. Yeah, it is. It's cancer in a can. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I'm happy for you that yours gets pushed up, because my most anticipated game got pushed the fuck back. Yep. To next year. So Starfield ain't coming out till they said, first part of 2023. Which probably means not till like a year from now. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm a little upset. Yeah, that sucks. I, I still got Gotham Knights to look forward to, and I doubt God of War is coming out this year. I really don't think it is. I think it's going to get pushed as well. Just judging by how much information we have on it, I don't think it's coming out anytime soon. Like, there's people who are like, no, God of War is coming out. I'm like, I don't think so. Like, I really don't. Like, granted... Sony's very, like, hush-hush until they're ready to put something out, so I commend them for that. <coughs> but, like, I don't know, man. I think it's just not coming out this year. Yeah, I mean, look at the lead-up to Deathloop coming out. Like, every month we got 30 more minutes of shit to look at for that game. In God of War, we have, what, a teaser trailer right now? It looks really cool, <laughs> but, like, that's it. Yeah, and then not only that, but dude, it's been almost a year since Deathloop came out. It's gonna, it's we're about to get the the Xbox roll out of it. Yeah, it's gonna hit Game Pass. I might actually finish it. <laughs> well, no, now that you it. don't have Starfield in the way, you have time to play and finish it. <laughs> yeah, the game's good though. I like Deathloop for what it was, but I'm not gonna lie. I wish I was, I was, I like Deathloop. I wish it was a little bit more. At least in the grand scheme of things of, like, the play style. I think the, the story and characters are great. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the uh, the general, like, gameplay was still fun, but I'm like, hey, man, I miss Dishonored. Yeah. I, uh, I tried Dishonored a couple of times, and I could never really get into it, but I know there are a lot of people that really adore that series, so I can't knock that. All right, well, before we get into, I guess, any more big news stuff or talk about some other stuff, let's go into the what we've been playing. Okay, first, I'm going to open this package. Oh, yeah, so BJ has a limited run package, which this is going to be very fun for people who don't... Who don't usually buy from them. Yeah. Um, so I, I got, like, three order confirmations in one day, so I don't know which one this is, so it's a little bit of a surprise for me. They, uh, If you just order standard games from them, they just come in these little bubble mailers. And they used to be, like, neon pink and purple. 
And I really miss those because this is just like a flat black with their logo on it and then the forever physical thing. But that was on the pink and purple ones too, and I really <clears throat> fucking love those. Um, let's see here. ASMR. Okay, so they're uh, they're both Switch games, obviously, because that's the kind of guy I am. First one we got is Pathway, and then the other one is Axiom Verge 1 and 2. Fuck yeah. Which I have been very excited to play. Um, Axiom Verge is like, it's pretty much just Metroid. Exactly. We, it, <laughs> it, it, was, it was Metroid before we got Metroid uh, Dread. Yeah. And then uh, Pathway kind of looks like a Kingdom New Lands sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, with every limited run game you buy, you get the trading card that is associated with that game. So uh, the Pathway one that I have is some sort of officer's hat. Okay. And then the Axiom Verge 2 one uh, is just like some key art from the game. The The Axiom Verge stuff looks fucking terrifying. Check out the back of the card, too. Ooh. The Axiom Verge, like, art style is fucking terrifying. Yeah. Like, it really is. I've uh, I've seen some shots of it online, because I've never actually, like, sat down and played it, and I will now. But uh, it looks fucking creepy as hell. So I'm excited to get into those. <clears throat> well, on, on that front, uh, I bought the Master Edition of Force Unleashed for Limited Run. Hell yeah. So that, uh, mainly just because, like, I haven't played that version of Force Unleashed in forever, because that was the, like... I want to say the Wii PSP version. Mm -hmm. Um, So it has, like, differences in the level design. So instead of going, I think, to the trash planet, you actually go to the Jedi Temple. Yeah. Um, You still go to Felucia, I think, in Fight Shock T, but there's another level that's, like, different. There's, like, some different, you know, things around there. But uh, I'm going to play that, even though it looks like garbage. Yeah. I just I'm a, I'm in a Star Wars kick right now. Like I've moved from Sonic to Star Wars, mm. um, and it's it's hitting me hard. <laughs> Cause like instead of like like kind of like the same with Sonic, instead of just starting to play a game and getting burnt out immediately, um, I started reading, and then I'm just like the fucking like rush of like oh fuck Star Wars, <laughs> hit me. Knowledge. Yeah. So we're on that front. I'm kind of happy to to prove that because I missed I'm fucking missed the the Kotor one and I'm mad. Yeah, I really wanted that one. That one I would have fucking adored. I got the standard edition of that one because, uh, you know, jobs suck. Well, and and they they put like limited run put stuff in Best Buy too, right? They do, and now they have that retail store which just opened that I desperately want we, to take a road we, trip we and visit. To, we need to go. We need to just pick it, pick a week, and just say fuck it. It's on. It's in the east. I can't remember where exactly. It might be like South Carolina, so it might not be that far for us, actually. I'd be super down just to take a trip just to go there. Yeah, because they they have stuff there, from what I've seen, that they don't even sell at Best Buy. So, like, stuff that was a limited run that I guess they just have extra copies of. And I really want to go there with you and see what kind of shit we could find. Um, but speaking of lightsabers... Ooh. Uh, the big thing that I've been playing and spending most of my time on, um, is No More Heroes. And Fuck yeah, you have. I, uh, I'd never played it before. I, I talked a little bit about this on a previous podcast where, uh, I wanted to buy the Wii version and then it got super expensive after a while. 
And then I was like, fuck it, I'll buy the PS3 version. And that was more expensive. Um, but I've had a lot of time on my hands. So I finally popped in the limited uh, run version of the first game. And oh my God, that game is so good. Yep. I texted Luke uh, two days ago, I think. And I was like, I have a hot take. And he was like, go for it. And I was like, this game is better than Skyward Sword. And uh, My response was, not very hot of a take. Yeah, I, I agree. I will absolutely die on that hill. Uh, the way they do motion controls is so much fucking better <laughs> with just, okay, you have your basic attacks, you don't have to swing your arm wildly for the whole fight, and you just do it for the kills, which gives you so much like adrenaline, and it's amazing. I love the story. It's goofy as fuck. It, it's it was to me. It was like that that Deadpool style humor. Mm-hmm. I really think before Deadpool had like really taken off in the in the forefront of everybody's minds. Yeah, but it's that like, you know, it, it's this fucking. It's like Adult Swim esque like crazy shit. Because yeah. like, because that's the thing is like in a lot of these, it's like oh, you know. It, you you expect like oh there's the very clear hero and all this other stuff it's like Travis is a piece of shit yeah they're all pieces of shit but it's like I love that Travis's whole point is I dude I'm getting pussy if I do this yeah and that's uh, something that I'm kind of ashamed to say is that I really relate to Travis being a fucking loser that has to do odd jobs to get money can't afford anything plays with lightsabers. <laughs> Has a room full of anime shit, and just the only companionship he has is his cat, and all he's trying to do is impress a hot girl and get some pussy. To be fair, though, Sylvia, top tier. Yeah. I, top uh, tier. I beat the first one. Phenomenal game. I uh, I loved all the little odd jobs. The mowing the grass thing was really fun to me. I, I, I disagree on that one. The the fucking minigames are stupid, but, like, I, but the thing is... I get them. They're meant to be annoying because that's the whole point is that Travis is annoyed doing them. Yeah. Um, I hated the Coconuts one. Oh, that one sucks. That one sucks. I did like the cutting grass and then the assassination missions were always really fun. Um, I did buy that 999 upgrade for the last katana you could get because I just kept grinding that one mission where you could just kill like 105 dudes. Um so, yeah, it was great. I love the differences in the katanas, how the uh, they're kind of like weight class, speed versus power type of thing. And everything that one does, two takes to the next level. Like, I started that one, and you start at rank 50 this time, and there is a thing where it's like, oh, he jumps up to 25. And um, Shinobu comes back from the first game, and there are a couple levels where you get to play as Shinobu. And I was like, this is so fucking awesome. I loved Shinobu in the first one, and they really fleshed her out in two. Um, and she uh, she tries to like copy Travis's mannerisms. So she'll kill a guy and yell moe. And then uh, later on in the game, she's taking a shower, because that's how she saves instead of taking a shit. Um, and she's like, what does moe mean? <laughs> so she doesn't even fucking know. My so it's so funny because you did you play Travis Strikes again right? I did. Did you play all of it? The DLC included. I didn't play that yet, but I'm gonna redo it after I do uh, two because I plan to play three after that. Okay, so I guess slight spoilers, but it's not really spoilers if you watch any trailers. Uh, I know Shinobu is the playable character in the DLC, right? Her and Bad Girl. Oh hell yeah! Yeah. So in <laughs> three opens up by the way at the motel, 
and Travis walks out of his apartment, and then out of two more comes out Shinobu and Bad Girl, and it's like, oh, they're just all like roommates at this point. They're literally like next door neighbors to each other. I love that. It's the funniest shit because it's like they all like. I think Travis is fine with Sh- with Shinobu, but like, he, I don't think he likes Bad Girl too much. I mean, she's then, a she's a real bitch. And I then, didn't and, expect her to be in the first game. I thought it would just be like, oh, Travis at some point killed this person. No, and then uh, Sh- Shinobu. I'm pretty sure Shinobu and Bad Girl just hate each other. Yeah, and and but Bad Girl's just like, I have nowhere else to go. Because <laughs> I know Shinobu definitely has a thing for Travis. Yeah, I that, saw the scene where, you know, she uh, makes a move on him, and then Travis is like, no, I feel weird about it, and I was like, that's really fucking nice. <laughs> I the Shinobu Travis thing is cool because like when Travis meets her she's a child. Yeah, she's a literal it, high school. Yeah, and then and then later he's like I mean it it'd be cool now but like I'm not really feeling it plus he's got his thing with Sylvia and so they're like all right cool. And then obviously you know you go to 3 and like Travis is like I it you don't realize it but they're all fucking like 40 something in that game. Yeah. Like Shinobu I think is the youngest but they're still all like middle aged. <laughs> Yeah, she's she's definitely younger than Bad Girl because in the first game, Bad Girl is like drinking and all this shit. Well, I mean, she's drinking. She's probably fucked around. She's like the. She's definitely fucked around. She's yeah. got dudes on gimp suits coming down an assembly line. <laughs> the 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 fucking style of that game is fucking hilarious. It's amazing. I loved uh, Destroy Man. I thought he was an absolute cunt. And then in two, when she's like, "All right, Shinobu, you need to go help Travis kill these two guys." And then it's, it's Destroy Man again, but, but he's cut been in cut half. in half and roboticized the other halves. That was a bitch of a fight, by the way. Oh, no. It was terrible. I fucking hated it. One of the guys will constantly run away and, uh, like, beam attack you. And you have to get the other guy down to get him to, like, come over there. And then he'll try to revive his other half. And then you can get some damage on him. But then he's going to run away again and try to draw you away. And it's it was total bullshit. But... Playing a Shinobu made it a little bit better. Well, that's that's what I loved about it is that Shinobu like plays just differently enough to Travis. You're like, this is really cool. Yeah. But I love that they're like, hey, by the way, she doesn't have a beam katana, so she uses like a whetstone to recharge her little battery icon, which I thought was awesome. I I like that they still gave her that because in a so I it's it's been a while since I've actually played because I played three at launch and then never came back to it. I liked it. But I definitely thought 2 was way better. Yeah. I think 2 is the best of the No More Heroes games. 2 is just phenomenal all the way through. Also, fuck the first guy. Um, the DJ dude, whatever, fuck. Because, mm-hmm. like, I remember even when I played it. Because I played these games as a kid. These are my first rated M games I played. And I still, even to this day, I, when I replayed 2 and I got it from Limited Run, uh, when he just throws the bitches at Travis and they're just, like, swiping. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that was really fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I was like, damn, bro. And then that fight was bullshit. I yeah, hated the him. fucking turrets and conveyor belts with bombs and shit. I literally beat him by running to the other room and just waiting it out. And that, then running that's exactly out. exactly what I did. Because <laughs> otherwise, if you're not constantly holding the lock button, even if he's not near you, then you're going to get shot and it's going to catch you in a stun loop and it's bullshit yeah so i i like ran the fuck out and just like pot shot at him just the whole time yeah that's what you gotta do and this one i really love the uh the alternate katanas i have four of them so far i don't think they're all upgraded yet but um there's the regular beam katana from the first game the bloodberry the uh it was called the subaki mark three in the first game but it's that green katana-esque one um, and then there's one that's literally 
very lightsaber inspired that grows as you get kills. And that's really good for like crowd control, but it's more of a heavy weapon. And then uh, I just got the two-handed weapons with the like the, the fucking short yeah. sword and the long one. Uh, the kills on those are really cool, and there's different like commands you have to mm. put in since it's two blades. So you have to like use both sticks and go like inward to do a X slash and all this shit. Um, the side jobs are much better in this one because they're actually like little retro games. Yeah, no, that that one was fucking fun because I'm like. Hell yeah, this is so fucking cool. Yeah, I uh, I spent like four hours just playing the pipe mini game, and by the time I was done, I had like $5 million, and I was like, I don't even care about the money. This is just fun. I was like, oh shit, right. No more heroes is a full game, not just this. <laughs> and uh, I read an interview a while back with Suda where he was like, yeah, when we were developing No More Heroes 2, there were long periods of time where we didn't work on the story or anything because everyone was having so much fun making the little mini games. Which I totally get. It oh, it's so good. I I think No More Heroes is probably one of the best like Nintendo things. Apparently, No More Heroes three is coming to PlayStation, but not one and two. Yeah, I mean that that's kind of the same situation with the original one and two. They eventually came to PS three. Well, no, no, no. Only one came to PS three, at least in the U.S. I think Japan got two. That- I think that's right but, because that's why two is astronomically expensive compared to one on there. But they're they're fucking great games. I can't wait to play through Travis Strikes again one more time just to like you know I can understand all the references and everything. It's probably gonna hit. A yeah, little that's harder. the thing is like it, it's a lot more fun to play once you know what's going on. Is that one online play or is it just local? Uh, I believe it has online play. Let's do. Let's go through it. I'm down for that. Hell yeah. Uh, but no the. No More Heroes is it was one of my favorite, like, just because of the, the fucking humor and, like, the goofiness. Yeah. Because, like, any other, like, game series in that kind of same ilk is just like, ah, whatever. But, like, No More Heroes has this, like, almost genuine, like, mm-hmm. fucking sadistic humor to it where it's like, oh, this isn't, like, trying to be edgy for the sake of being edgy. It's just how Pseudo thinks is funny. Yeah. And that's what makes it so much better. And I, I've always wanted to play this game too, and I really hope they do kind of a uh, like a remaster sort of thing. Killer for Seven. It. No, actually, Lollipop Chainsaw. Fucking, I wish. Okay, I, I so, would love a re-release of that. You know what's funny about Lollipop Chainsaw? Do you know who else worked on it? No, James Gunn. Really? Yup. I had no fucking Suda, idea. Suda Fifty One and James Gunn worked on that game. Wow. Yeah. Holy fuck! That game needs to be remastered or put somewhere because i have it but it's not backwards compatible and i'm fucking angry about it yeah but no that if we ever start the like the let's play type stuff i'm bringing my ps3 so we can play that shit absolutely that game is fucking phenomenal it's so stupid and i love there's an achievement where if you do a backflip and see up her skirt you get an achievement that literally is like you're a fucking perv aren't you (laughs) (laughs) i'm just like god dang it (laughs) that's like i love the I love the weird pervy humor that's in it too. Cause there, uh, there's a challenge mission where someone in two, where someone is like, Hey, someone wants to challenge you for your title, which never really happens in the first game. So you go back to this university where you previously killed one of the ranked guys. And this girl is like, Oh my God, it's Travis. Oh, it's uh, a, it's the little girl, right? Yeah. She shows back up in three. (laughs) Great. But she uh, she makes him read this letter, and then she's like, if you get me pregnant, you pr- have to promise not to abandon me, okay? And I'm like, whoa, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, and she's literally like 
14. Yeah. And, dude, it's... God, the No More Heroes shit is so funny. And she plays a fucking recorder, which turns into a Darth Maul lightsaber. It's the coolest shit, too. I love because she gets a beam katana because of Travis. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, but that that's just a fucking phenomenal series so far. Uh, Highly recommend it. You, Fuck you're, Skyward Sword. You are going to love her boss fight in 3. Because it involves hip hop. Nice, <laughs> I, dude. I was literally sitting here staring at my TV, mouth open, going, "Are you fucking serious?" When when she showed back up, I was like, "No fucking way!" Damn. Uh, I, three has some stellar set pieces and like some great stuff like that, but it's also that weird like muted. It's that kind of same muted thing that uh uh. Kill, did you ever play the game Killer Is Dead? No. Which is also by Pseudo, also very fun. But it's that same vibe of like, okay, so it's it's like this weird color. See, like I like how No More Heroes 1 and 2 look mm-hmm. and how, how Travis Strikes Again looks. But 3 has this kind of weird, shiny aesthetic to everything. So getting used to the the, the color scheme is, is going to be, you know. that That's one thing that I definitely wanted to mention about these games. Um, the soundtracks are fucking incredible. Soundtracks are fire. And they all have this, like, early 2000s, like, Chinko Jean skate video aesthetic to them, and I fucking love it. Well, you, you know what Travis is based on, right? Yeah, uh, fucking Johnny Knoxville. Yep. So that, like, that adds to a lot of it. And, like, the locales, the way they designed the open world, even though it was on the Wii and was very bare bones, there's a lot of style to it, even though it looks very, like, plain and real-worldy. Like, it... it it's like a time capsule to like 2001. I think it's in, in Nowhere Heroes 2, but that little like kind of punk rock skater song that plays on the map. Yeah. I'm just, I would like sit there and let the map sit for a while, just going like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> I was listening to the Death Drive theme again on the way here. That shit goes really hard. The the one that gets me, so it, there are two versions of this song, but in, in the US version, uh, when you fight a certain, I forget her name, but it's like the, the Lolita doll looking motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Um, she, her song Philistine in the English version sounds like a J-pop song, but then the Japanese version is fucking hard rock punk aesthetic and whatever. And I'm like, this is so cool. So there's yeah. two versions and the one you get in the English is like the one, but then I would go, I go to YouTube quite often. Just listen to that. Cause it's so good. And the, the tutorial mission song, the little like funky S like for mm-hmm. two, uh, that little opening guitar bit. So, oh my gosh, the soundtrack to No More Heroes is phenomenal. Yeah, they're, two especially. They're all bangers. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I've been playing. I powerhouse my way through the first one, and I'm kind of like taking my time with the second one because I keep get distracted with like the little side jobs. But it's just so much fun. No More Heroes three is is still fun, but I. <laughs> I think I think people had high expectations for it just because it's been years, which is fair. I'm not gonna yeah. say they they shouldn't have had those, but like the fact that it was like ah, oh, this isn't coming out till 2019, you know what I mean? Versus like No More Heroes Two was on the Wii. Yeah. Also published by Ubisoft. Yeah. On, on the Wii, which is very odd, but also kind of on brand, I guess. Ubisoft was in love with the Wii. They really were, and like I shout out to them for doing that. I wish they were like that with the Switch. I mean, they kind of are. With, you know, at least in the beginning. Yeah, and I mean, they, uh, Rabbids 2, I think, is going to be really good. So I'm looking forward to that. But past that, they're not doing, like, anything with Switch. Yeah. 
So, <clears throat> but yeah, that's pretty much all I've been doing. What have you been up to? Um, speaking of Ubisoft, I started playing Immortals: Phoenix Rising. How is it? Uh, it's the most aggressive seven out of ten I've ever played. <laughs> like, I don't think I'm gonna finish it, but I've been enjoying. It's a game that I'm like, I'll play and go. I enjoyed what I did, but I'm never gonna finish that. I'm never rolling credits. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, okay, and I'm moving on. Because it's literally like every other game. Like it's like, oh, it's like trying to be like Breath of the Wild. Not as good though. But yeah. it's also Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Not as good though. Yeah, I I picked it up just because I wanted to buy it and support the fact that they put it on Switch. But everything yeah. that I saw about it, I was just like, this does a lot of stuff that is done better everywhere else. Well, like it's first and foremost, the one that gets me is there's not an, there's not like a so you know in Zelda when you're climbing, you can just kind of launch for some stamina usage. You can't do that in, in, uh, in Immortals. So you just climb. You climb at the slow-ass climb pace it has. Genshin shit. Yeah. And then your gliding is also just kind of very slow and it, it, whatever. Genshin shit. Yeah. The combat, though, is it's a more, like, fantastical version of, like, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Mm. And that's the one I'll kind of give it a little push above Odyssey because Odyssey is very realistic in the sense of Assassin's Creed, like, trying to make it all believable, kind of. Right. It's a lot of fantastical shit, too, but Immortals is like, well, we're not having to be hindered by the realism of fuck of that, so your character can fucking fly around and do some weird shit. Um, <clears throat> the, the coolest thing, every time you beat an enemy, they'll just fly away. Like, if you hit the last bit, they'll literally fly off. And it's really satisfying when you beat, like, a boss enemy, you hit that last hit, and you just see them fucking rocket. I love that. So that's cool. I wish Ubisoft <clears throat> did more like fantastical things like that because I'm I'm so sick of just it has to be real. <laughs> yeah, no, I again I think I think Immortals if they keep it going, like if they do another game in this series, I think they'll they have a series on their hands that I think could get better. Because it's the same thing where it's like I like I like the Assassin's Creed Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla. Despite them being very similar, there was enough differences between the three of them that I'm like, I'm willing to play through all of them. If they can kind of fine-tune the next one, if they do another one, I'm all in. Because, yeah. like, I want to finish Immortals, but I'm probably never going to. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I feel about Days Gone. Um, that is aggressively how I feel about Days Gone. Jesus Christ. I was literally just like, yeah, it's a zombie game. Yeah, and a good one. Granted, shout out to Sam Witwer. I think he the the story from what I got to was good, but I just was like, I don't care. I I, I kept playing through it, and I was like, they they could do a lot more if they got a sequel. If they just like evolved this a little bit, and Sony is not willing to let them do that. Well, no, because they were originally just gonna be a support studio for Naughty Dog until they fought for it, and were like, no, we don't want to do that. Yeah. So yeah, uh, it sucks, but like. I really, I really think that, like, I understand, like, the business side of it, where, like, oh, the game was not selling well, the game didn't perform well, we can't support this. But on the other hand, it's like, no, you gotta see that there is something there. Because mm -hmm. there are some games where it didn't, it took the sequel coming out to be like, oh, shit. Right? <clears throat> yeah. Like, I would argue, like, Assassin's Creed came out and was like, yeah, this is fine. But then Assassin's Creed 2 came out and people were like, fuck. That's exactly what yeah. I mean. A lot of times it takes a game's worth of experience for you to get the best sequel ever, and Sony's not willing to do that with a lot of stuff. I saw a tweet the other day that was like, what do you think is the best Sony franchise? And there were 10, 10 characters on this picture. Seven out of ten were single games that never got a sequel, and I was like, there's something wrong here. 
Yeah, I it's that's why I love a lot of Nintendo stuff is they're willing to do sequels and a lot a lot of times do creative sequels yeah. for some shit. It's like, uh, you know, we have obviously Mario Strikers coming out in like a month or two. Yep, and that's already a sequel to the Mario titles where people fucking loved. Exactly. So like, I think yeah, you got you kind of get weird. I understand though in the sense because like putting all the time and effort into something like a day's gone mm-hmm. for it to come out and just kind of be okay. It's not really what Sony's kind of going for. They are heavily being like, no, we are the quality. You come to us for that good shit. And so I get that. <clears throat> I, I understand their mindset there. I still don't like it. Yeah, exactly. But like, but like when you look at a game like Octopath Traveler, which uh, was a, I mean, Pretty much a budget title. For for yeah. Square Enix, it was a budget title. They and still it, sold it at full price, but they weren't expecting much. But like, it, but it was one of the things where people got it and were like, "This is fine." Yeah, but like when when I was I was working that release at GameStop, and we couldn't keep that shit in stock. They underproduced it because they were like, "Nobody really cares about this. This is a niche game." And then like every single day, I had three people coming in looking for Octopath, and. Eventually, it was like millions of copies sold, and they were like, "We didn't expect this. What do we do now?" <laughs> well, and then and then look what happened. We get Triangle Strategy, which that is selling really well. Mm-hmm. Which I still need to pick that shit up. I still haven't. I want to play it, but I'm like, eh. I think you're gonna really like it when you pick it up because yeah. it's it's a really good strategy game. I speaking of strategy, I'm hype as fuck for Three Hopes. Hell yeah. I like I wasn't as hyped before because like Fire Emblem Warriors itself was like all right, but this one being like a full sequel, like in the same way that like uh, Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity, and like Persona Strikers, where it's like these are sequels to the games that they are from. Yeah, of. and they they've kind of changed their design <clears throat> philosophy for these games now because of Hyrule mm-hmm. Warriors and uh, Strikers. Well, yeah, Strikers doesn't feel like a Musou game realistically. It just feels like an action Persona game, which I think is great. Yeah. You go to like in the, but they still keep a lot of that persona styles, so, like all the stuff afterward. You still have social links and all that stuff. This game is like, no, you still get your strategy stuff. So you still get to like, you know, do all this stuff, do whatever. Apparently, you can you can still have your uh, ranking, whatever, between characters. I think, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but this time it's like the main point is the action. Yeah, and that's the main gameplay gimmick, which I'm all for. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited about it. Uh... The first one was kind of lukewarm, like you said. Well, and it's the same reason why the first Hyrule Warriors was lukewarm, where it's like, I mean, this is fun. Yeah. I like it for the aesthetic, but I'm not the biggest Fire Emblem fan to the point where I'm going to like freak out over, oh, Lin is here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas, like, Look at all these Fire Emblem Fates characters. <laughs> yeah, for real. Whereas I go to like the Zelda one, it's like, oh, cool. I get really cool redesigns for these characters. Uh, Ganondorf's design was strong as fuck. Yeah, I um, agree. The thing about that one was, like, the thing that drew people in was all the Zelda love that was put into the combat specifically. Yeah. Because, like, uh, the original character, Lyra, yeah. I think is her name, like, she gets the Deku staff, and her whole thing is she can summon, like, Deku shrubs, and her ultimate is the fucking tree coming out of the ground. Like, that was cool. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm, I'm high for three hopes. Uh, but other than that, I've played a little bit more of Trek to Yomi. Very fun. Highly recommend. It's on Game Pass. It's a fun little indie by Devolver. Um, Samurai aesthetic. Um, it's, you know, kind of a 2D-esque action game, uh, but in, like, that 2.5D. So 
you can like walk towards the screen and away from it and all that stuff. So yeah, there's different branching paths to the 2D aesthetic, mm-hmm. but the combat's pretty fun and it's just a fun little little thing. I'm, I'm very I'm taking my time with it and I'll have like a full thing once I finish it. But hell yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, beat most of the Sonic games I was playing. For the most part, good games. Unleashed is still great. Uh, Generations is phenomenal. Forces exists. Uh, and Adventure 2 is still the best one. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so the main thing that I've been doing is getting into Star Wars. That includes, I rewatched all of Visions. Nice. Stellar. Um, I'm, I'm going to start watching Clone Wars here in a bit. But I started really digging into, because I've had the books for a while, and I, like, kind of read them. But, like, I, this is at a point where I was, like, skipping pages. Just, like, I just want to, like, get through the Skim end. It. Yeah, skimming them, pretty much. Um, but I started reading the High Republic series. I'm on, I'm, so I'm starting with Light of the Jedi, and I'm going to go through, um, not necessarily in release order, but just kind of picking what I want. Yeah. So, realistically, the only ones that are, like, true sequels, at least from what I can gather, is Light of the Jedi, Rising Storm, and then, like, the other, like, novel that's, like, the cover art's, like, the... The two Jedi's, the like the black scoundrel girl mm-hmm. on the front. Um, I think that's the third one in that series. But then they have like side ones like Tempest Runner and Into the Dark and stuff like that that are like these are just more in this era. Yeah. So they have the main series which is going on, and then they have like here's Into the Dark, which is this really fun kind of side story. Here's Tempest Runner about a vil- like the villain le- leading uh, book, and I'm like, oh, that's good. Uh, but I've also been using Audible for some Star Wars novels, so right now I'm listening to The Force Unleashed, Ooh. and uh, it is, it's a lot more clear in the books than it is the games, Yeah, because at this point, uh, Lucasfilm and like everybody around the Star Wars stuff was like, you guys can pretty much streamline these stories. Mm-hmm. So it's why people who are fans of Star Wars, if they say, hey, I really like The Phantom Menace or The Attack of the Clones there's a good chance they're talking about the novels because the novels will go into detail that they couldn't do in the movies or the, or they'll do like a little bit more. So like in the Attack of the Clones novel, there's the romance between Padme and Anakin makes more sense because yeah. they have a little more time and they can kind of do a little more with and it. And you can actually tell how they're feeling yeah. because on screen it's very hard to translate. Well, no, they, they we know how they're feeling on screen because they just tell us. Well, most of the time, yes, but then other times, it's Anakin saying, "I hate sand." That that's apparently in the in, in the in the Lego Star Wars game when Rey is like like hearing all the voices of all the Jedi. Everybody's like, "You can do this, Rey. You got this." In Anakin, I hate sand, <laughs> just off rip, and Rey like reacts like, "What?" <laughs> so, but no, the Force Unleashed book's pretty good because. Uh, which I think The Force Unleashed itself, one, is really good. Story-wise, gameplay, everything. But, like, th- this book is doing more of, like, kind of showing you things. So, for one, the the so far the biggest, like, change uh, is that Juno uh, finds out about uh, Starkiller Invader's plan to, to go against the Emperor. Mm. Because she's... So, in the beginning, there's, like, that moment where, like you know, proxy, like, you know, becomes her and tells Starkiller about her. And she's like, is there a psych evaluation there? And, you know, being all, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And later she's like, I want to find that shit out. So she starts like hacking into shit and then she hacks into a room and she's like, what the fuck? 
and she hears breathing. She's like, oh, shit. And she's like, I, I, I need to do something before I get caught. Got to get the fuck out of here. And before she does, Starkiller walks in, and so she, she just kind of lets, lets it go. And she hears that whole conversation after you beat Rom Kota. Mm. And I'm like, that's really cool. Or Rom Kota or, or the, the weird uh, fucking trash dude the with the spider legs. Yeah, yeah him. It, one of those two, but she hears that conversation. is like, what the hell? And she's like, there's no way. Like, how? But... I'm I'm on the Felution planet, so I'm about to I'm about to have that moment with Shock T, but it's it's such an one inter- of the three Shock T deaths. There's more now apparently, uh. But like yeah, well, and again, at some point that was just the canon death for a while, until I guess they changed it again. Yeah, because she she technically died in Revenge of the Sith in a deleted scene. Mm-hmm. Didn't she technically die in the Clone Wars micro series or no? Uh, I think she might have gotten killed by Grievous. Yeah, and so then, but then I guess that wasn't canon anymore. And so then, in the Force Unleashed, they're like, "No, nah, she's still alive, but you get to kill her this time." So, speaking of Star Wars deleted scenes, there there's a part in uh, the last one, Rise of Ray, <laughs> where uh, they they do the voices thing, but it's like extended, and I think it was cut. But there's a part where you can hear Anakin's voice, and he says, "Bring balance, like I did." And if they had kept that in, I think they didn't. But if they had, that would have been a much better movie for me. I mean, it still would have shit to the bed for me because, like, there's just too much shit. That's my, my biggest problem is it's like, look, you you made the bed, fucking sleep in it. Yeah. Don't change the covers and remake the bed. And it, because by the time you start to sleep in it, you got to wake up in an hour. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the problem with Rise of Skywalker is they're like, oh, last Jedi was so bad, we have to fix it. Yeah. And it's like, no, motherfucker, just let it go. I don't know why this is such a problem for some people. Like, I get it. The movie was not as good as you thought it was. Or you had problems. So fucking what? It was way better than what we got with Rise of Skywalker. That movie's garbage. I I still prefer it to Last Jedi or whatever the fuck that middle one was called. Just no. because it has things that are worth watching. But, like... It it wasn't as good as it could have been because of that movie. See, I'm 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 all in on the fact that Last Jedi it goes Force Awakens, Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker. Rise is the worst one of that trilogy. At least at least Last Jedi tried some different shit. And if you would have gotten a good writer on board, you could have actually done something with that instead of just JJ we need JJ back. Get well, JJ back. Well that's the thing. That one it made an honest effort and was shit, and then the next one had to make fixes for it being shit, and that's why it was shitty. <laughs> Well, this is the thing. Don't don't try to fix it. Expand upon it. Because yeah. that's the thing. There there are so many times in like when you when you make a sequel to something, and people when they when they first see the first the first thing, they're like, "This is shit." They then go see the second one and go, "Well, now with context, it's not as shit anymore." Yeah. You had that choice. For well, let's be real. First and foremost, you should have planned this trilogy out in the first place. Yeah, there should have been a fucking. I, I saw this meme once that was like Disney handling Star Wars, and it was Patrick Star. With a board and a nail, and the board nailed to his head. And then it was Disney handling Marvel, and it's Patrick when he has a brain in a lab with like a little squirter and a, like a, 
microscope and all Th- this that's shit. That's the thing is, like, it, it's completely true because, like, Marvel has been thought up to the point where it's planned like a motherfucker. Yeah. Disney bought Star Wars and just went, put out a put out a new movie and we'll work from there. Do Star Wars now. Well, like, I like, by the way, Kathleen Kennedy had come out and said that they're not really going to focus on doing trilogies anymore. They just want to tell cool stories, which I'm all for. Starts with trilogy. <laughs> well, like, I like... Plans like, High Republic trilogy. Well, it's not a trilogy. It's a, just a book series right now. Right uh, now, because they fired the Game of Thrones guys that were going to make it because they shit the bed on Game of Thrones I, to make Star Wars. I, I think they're not going to get to do... I don't think they're going to do a trilogy of movies for Higher Public right now. I think they're really going to focus on the books and the, the expanded part of that. And then I think they're like what she said is they're just going to focus on like Mandalorian, Ahsoka, Obi-Wan, uh, the Andor movie. I think Andor? Yeah. I mean, the, that's the shit we want because Dave Filoni is... Just hitting the G spot every time now. Well, and it's and it's not even just like Dave Filoni. Like the they're they're getting like really cool directors and really interesting, talented people behind these shows. Yeah. That it's like, oh, this is cool. Like I don't I don't care if it's not Dave Filoni as long as you get someone who's like smart, who loves the universe, and is willing to tell a really cool. Like there's that thing where they're they're apparently making like an all female casted thing in Star Wars, and I'm like, that could work. Just get the right people behind it. Because that's my thing is I'm like, you're in a universe where our rules don't fucking matter. Mm-hmm. You can have a literal world that's only inhabited by women and have that be the thing. And cool. Congratulations. You've now done that. And you can have the movie or show or whatever end with like they the planet's been found by civilization of the Republic or some shit. And I want to say like in Mando season two, there's that whole like, okay, it's all the, the females fighting for this scene. I vastly prefer that to like end game. Yeah. Well, they like that's the thing is like I think Dave Filoni, Favreau, like all the people they're hiring for the shows are way better at like figuring out like oh we just want to do good stories. Mm-hmm. Like we granted they have to fit in a lore thing, but like here's the stories. I'm I'm hyped for the Ahsoka show because that's apparently going to finish up all the Rebels shit. So we're gonna we're gonna if that's the case we're gonna get a live action Ezra live action Thrawn. Actually. And, yeah. I, and I'm all for that. Oh, obviously the Obi Wan show I'm hype as fuck for. Like I love. By the way, have you? I my heart just is like filled with so much love every time Hayden Christensen and, and Ewan McGregor start talking about how the perception has changed and people really love them now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you damn right we do. God dang it, because we grew up, <laughs> and now we're the vocal uh, majority on the fucking internet. So eat a dick. If only the American government <laughs> was run by the people that grew up being destroyed by it. Yeah, right. <sighs> no, but it's so it's so cool because like Star Wars is such an interesting like universe to the point where like yeah, there are so many different stories you can do that I'm I'm glad we got the Mandalorian because like I'm gonna be real with you, I'm kind of sick of the Skywalker family drama. Yeah, I like like the High Republic is cool as fuck because it's like here's an uncharted point in time. Let's figure it out. Mm-hmm. And then we're getting an Old Republic remake, and that probably is going to be the launch of the Old Republic line of shit again. Absolutely. And, like, here's my thing. I understand you don't want to do movies, but I would say this. Literally just do a Knights of the Old Republic animated series in the Clone Wars style. Fuck yeah. That would be, like, that is the go-to thing. And, like, since he's probably too old to play live action, get Keanu Reeves to voice Revan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're... Uh... <laughs> 
They've done it before. That was Vader's whole thing in the original trilogy. They had a body actor and a voice actor. Yeah. I think you could do it really well. I think uh, get him to voice Revan. Obviously, he's going to cost money, but still. I think in general... They're willing to pay it. It's Disney, and well, it's Star Wars. And that's the thing. And my, my thing is, like... In, I don't really care who plays Revan, as long as you do it right. Because that's the thing, is Revan is technically whatever the player wanted them to be. Yeah, exactly. But, like, I just think Keanu Reeves would be good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he he definitely would. Um, I, I also think just... Because they're in a point where they're, like, doing a lot of good right now. <clears throat> I know cast I, Pedro Pascal as <laughs> Mando and Revan. Well, like, I, I'm thinking about it in the long run. Like, what would, what would make a lot of fans happy is if they did kind of take a lot of the older public as it was and bring it back in and say, okay, well, here is where we're doing it now. So Revan is the dude. The exile from two is the girl. We're going to have obviously the Bastila Sean romance so we can get her whole ancestry line of, of Jedi um, and lead it. Cause I would want them to do a full like TV show of the Mandalorian Wars. Yeah. I think that would be incredible. That to me would be the coolest things. And then, do KOTOR, but with the knowledge of the audience knows who Revan is, but Revan does not know who they are. Yeah. I think it'd be really cool because then we get to see all the cool shit behind the scenes that, like, the game obviously couldn't tell us. But, like, I don't know. I think it'd be really fun that way. But anyway, yeah, so High Republic. <laughs> so far, Light of, Light of the Jedi as a book is, like, it's it's absolutely the you have to read this to understand the universe. Mm-hmm. So it's the only required reading one. From there, you can kind of just pick and choose what you want to ingest in in this. It's like I'm not reading the children's books at all. I'm I mean, probably yeah. I'm probably not going to delve into the comics too much. But uh, like technically, the sequel, like I said, was like the Rising Storm. But then they had like a side story called Into the Dark, which I really liked when I read it the first time. Um, it's a really good uh, Blue Oyster Cult song. Oh, nice. <laughs> But uh, the that book actually had a very interesting thing. So, you know how the Jedi can't like form attachments, right? That was their whole deal. Mm-hmm. They can still have sex, though. Yeah. In in the novel, there the this dude was like, yeah, my mat. Like he literally was like mentions like his master has like, you know, she has her like pleasures or whatever that she and she's like indulges in them. But like, so it's pretty much just like, oh yeah, no. So they Jedi can go fuck around. Anakin, you can never love these hoes. Well, that's the thing is like it. So it's so interesting because like. There was a there was people always talking about like how important Qui Gon is mm-hmm. because if he would have lived, it would have been a lot different because Qui Gon also thought the no attachment rule was bullshit. Yeah, and Tet Luke and Old Cannon also thought that rule was bullshit because he was like, "Hey, I'm gonna go get married, have kids, this whole thing." And that that's my biggest problem with Luke's character right now is that he's still sticking to the you can't have attachments thing. And that, I think he's going to go back on it, at least I hope so, in the shows. Because that was that was the biggest flaw of the Jedi. That's what created Vader. Like, Well, and even then, like, and that that is one of my biggest problems with, with Luke in the, the new trilogy, is that, yeah, so this motherfucker sh- strictly was like, like, your attachment to your father is what saved the galaxy. Your father's attachment to you is what saved, like, you know what I mean? Like, that attachment was there. Yeah. The, but then the Jedi, like, at least in that era, were like, we're monks. The Jedi in the Old Republic were like, we don't give a fuck. <laughs> we fuck. Well, like, straight up, like, Revan is still technically a Jedi. So is Bastila. They got married. Mm-hmm. 
And Grant then Revan went off to go find the Starforge and then got fucking nuked into oblivion and his dark side part and light side part got whatever. Anyway, whole different thing. Uh, but like they like people in the in the older public timeline fully got married. If you play the older public MMO, there are romance options that nobody like goes. You can't have attachments. They're like, well, hey, I'm super happy for you, man. Yeah. I don't know what when the fucking no attachment monk shit happened, but it's like, nah, we can't do that. Yeah, it's it's real bullshit and the way that everything is going right now with the TV shows, they're setting up Grogu to be what Luke was in Legends. I what I'm I'm honestly kind of hyped for and this is going to be very interesting is if they fully cuz like the way they're writing the TV shows is they're they're just conveniently not doing anything in the new sequel era. Yeah. And I don't want to feed into that, like, bullshit, like, well, you fucking decanonize the sequel shit, but, like, it really feels like they're gonna, they might do it. Where they're like, let's see. I think at some point they will go past it, but I think when they do that, it'll be like, okay, well, they're, they're moving past it, but nothing that happened really matters anymore. I th- Well, my thing is, I... I'm gonna be honest with you. The, in the same way that, like, because I like I like the prequel trilogy for what it is, especially with me being a kid when they came out. Mm-hmm. But I'm not gonna tell y'all that fucking Attack of the Clones is a good movie. I Facts. the only reason I like Anakin as a character is because of the Clone Wars. Yeah. So my thing is, give the sequel trilogy their own Clone Wars. I absolutely give us, agree. Give us a TV show with these characters and these people and let us like really like them again. You, so that you when know you what go, I want them to do? I want them to focus on Finn as the main fucking character. Absolutely. Figuring out his force sensitivity and becoming a Jedi. That would be the greatest thing ever. But they're never going to get John Boyega to do it because he's he's done with that shit. Yeah, but if it's an animated series, yeah. then... I, I I think if I think they should at least go to him first and be like, hey, we we know we fucked up, yeah. But here's what our plan is, and here's the the show idea and whatnot. And hey, you can be an executive producer on it, whatever. Like, and if say they like, did a, if they just did a Finn show and made it live action, I think he might be down for that. But I I don't know. I think it would be really great to see him as Finn live action again. I thought he was a a phenomenal actor, and in the Force Awakens. He was like, you know, the guy. Well, like that's the thing with Force Awakens, and I, I do like their their kind of twist on it's Ray, mm-hmm. because like, and again, that's one of the things I liked about Last Jedi was the Force just needed somebody, yeah, and it latched onto her. I don't like that, like, but she's a Palpatine though. That was the dumbest shit. It was the fucking stupidest shit. Where I'm like, okay, first of all, I'm I'm super happy for Ian McDermott. He really enjoyed doing that role again. Sure, why the fuck was he back? Kylo should have just been the villain. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be real, because that was the whole point of The Last Jedi's thing is he's in charge now. He's the dark side. He's the guy. And now Rey has to fight him. But no, they're like, but we, but Palpatine back. Yeah. And he, I like the thing is, he somehow returned. We still don't know how the fuck he came back. That's the stupidest bullshit I've ever seen is going and sitting down in that movie and the first line of any of it is Star Wars somehow Palpatine has returned like fuck off alright like say we want about Last Jedi but at least they were like we're gonna write this in a certain way then they explained everything versus fucking the first thing you see is he's back somehow (laughs) we had to do something so we brought back Palpatine (laughs) and then 
his return is in Fortnite. <laughs> like that's that's the thing is that's canon. So the most evil characters in DC and Star Wars both have plot significance in Fortnite. Yep. And soon to be Marvel 2, actually, I'm sure. Well, they had that Thor one. But they're, they're, they're doing, doing another one now, though. Yeah, yeah. another six-parter, like the Batman ones, which Wolverine is a central character in. Fuck and yeah, I cannot he is. fucking wait, wait to see the Logan new... or X-23? Logan. Okay. And I can't wait to see what kind of costume redesign they I'm, do for I'm him. Not, I'm not going to lie. kind of want it to be Laura, but I'm cool with Logan. I think she's she might be a part of it, too. If actually. she is, I better get a fucking Fortnite skin of her immediately. It's, it's like Logan, uh, Peter, Star Wars. Not Star Fuck. <laughs> fuck me. I mean, he plays with Star Wars Legos. Star, but Star Peter Lord? Parker. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, we actually get Miles, finally. <laughs> I, I mean, I hope so. They've got done fucking Prowler. They've done Prowler, and then one of the EX skins in the Battle Pass Spider-Man was in was like, it's kind of Miles, but we can't make it fully Miles. <laughs> I want them to do it in the Spider-Verse style, though. Yeah, that'd be With way better. With the spray-painted emblem. That is the coolest Miles suit. Absolutely. Off-rip. Like, I don't care what anybody says. But, like... That's been my biggest problem with like Star Wars is that it hasn't been planned. Whereas it really feels like before they start these these shows, like Mandalorian was like, here it's in a spot that we don't really have to worry too much about canon. So fucking do something. Mm-hmm. So they did it, and now they're planning the shit out. Here we're bringing back Boba Fett, and we're gonna do this. Hey, we're gonna put the Ahsoka show here. We're gonna do that. So it's like it, it's it literally is going Mando one and two, Boba Fett, Ahsoka. We're gonna get a Mando three. Um, you mean? Uh... Mandalorian 1 and 2, and then Boba Fett episodes 5 and 6. <laughs> yeah. Again, I think Boba Fett is another show where it's like it's an aggressive 7 out of 10. Yeah, absolutely. Until you get to 5 and 6, you're like, yeah! <laughs> the book of Finnick Shand and Mando. Pretty much. Yeah, Finnick was the best part of that show. Absolutely. She was the fucking goat. Yeah. She killed the Sarlacc. <laughs> I love that he, and he's pissed about it too. <laughs> he mm-hmm. was like not cool with it. Uh, But like, I... I mean, I, I do hate what they did to Boba in that show, but it also fits with the original trilogy because all Boba does is walk and then fall into the Sarlacc pit. Well, no, no, no. Let me let me explain it to you in, in a way that makes sense. So um, Boba is shooting at somebody, right? Mm-hmm. I think it was Luke or something. Now Chewbacca goes, hey, look over there. And now Han doesn't quite hear him right. <laughs> and he goes, duh and hits Boba's jetpack with the stick. And I guess that was enough force to make the jetpack go bleh, and Boba flies off, hits the side of Jabba's cruiser and falls into the Sarlacc pit and the Sarlacc pit burps. It's End literally a family guy gag. <laughs> like in in Empire Strikes Back, he's the most terrifying motherfucker. Like the fact that you're sitting there seeing Boba and um Darth Vader next to each other and going, I don't know who I'm more scared of. And then in, in in return, you're like, oh, yeah, this guy's a bitch. You know what I really want to see? <clears throat> I want to see the guy from the Han Solo movie. I have no fucking idea what he is. I want him to come back and meet Boba Fett somewhere, somehow. Which guy? The the guy that plays young Han. Oh, okay, okay. Because Harrison Ford is not going to be Han ever again. <laughs> I, I, I just I, I think st- that would be a great interaction. I understand why they're doing the deep fake shit, but I just, dude, just hire Sebastian Stan. Absolutely. If they, that's what I've been saying for years. I want them to do a full Luke show, 
where he figures his bullshit out and make it Sebastian Stan, he'd be down to do it. Absolutely. The thing is, I again, it's it's because we have hindsight. Is I think there is something that you can do. Like honestly, maybe maybe the reason Luke is a fucking hermit and who fucked around is because you have a moment. Like, give us a show where Luke falls in love and have that attachment lead to him relying on the old stuff. Give it to a re- give us a reason why he's a hermit and in doing the old Jedi ways again. If like actually fully sit down and go, okay, so we're gonna canonize Mara Jade. She's gonna die, but we're gonna have it be a thing. We're gonna have him have kids. We're gonna do this whole thing that would retroactively make the whole sequel and, trilogy and astronomically then, better. And then something happens to them. It's the attack, like like his kids. Some someone falls to the dark side. They die. Whatever. And Luke like almost turns the dark side out of revenge. His fear of losing his attachments is what kills the Jedi Order, and I think that would be so much better and, than and, just well. And then that's the thing is, and that would make more sense of him trying to kill Kylo because it's like he senses dark side. He's ready mm-hmm. because it he happened to him. But then he sees the fear in his eyes. He's like, I can't. Oh shit. And he, like in that moment, and then it's you, you could easily make a show and and just make Luke the strongest, and then slowly tear him down to where he is in the sequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. And again, this is why we need shit to retroactively make the sequel trilogy better because the Clone Wars retroactively makes fucking Revenge of the Sith ten times better. Yeah, like that's the thing. It it's like you can fix the sequel trilogy without erasing it. I really think you. I mean, granted, it's still fucking weird. Like I still think Force Awakens is a great. Last Jedi, I personally like. I understand why people don't. I fucking hate Rise of Skywalker. I think another good idea for this franchise would be to make a Clone Wars-esque show about Kylo trying to find the shit that he's trying... I can't even fucking remember what it is in uh, Rise of Skywalker. Make that a show. Show him kind of loosening... His grip with the dark side and everything. I mean, there's there's so many things I would do. I would get Adam Driver back into a miniseries where it's Kylo becoming, like going from Ben to Kylo, the Knights of Ren, the whole thing. You could make the Knights of Ren cool. characters. <laughs> you could make them cool as shit. Because like that's the thing is I want to know who the fuck they are because their their armor and shit sick as fuck. Absolutely, it is the sickest shit. And instead they're like they're just here. Here's a couple cool music video shots of a drone. They're Kylo's homeboys. That's all you need to know. Well, like, and that, the, like, the the thing for me is like, why weren't they, why the fuck? Like, again, one more knock on Last Jedi. Where the fuck were the Knights of Ren? They were at the very end, I guess. <laughs> but like, even in the Force Awakens, Kylo decimates the temple, and the Knights of Ren are there. Like, why the fuck do we not know more about them? I th- I think you need to like again. There's so many things you could do to make the se- retroactively make the sequels better, mm-hmm. and it truly is just give us context to shit. Like, give us more with Kylo and the Knights. Let us like honestly like if you if you want to stick to this shitty Palpatine thing, show us where how that happens. Like, Absolutely. give us con like put that in a novel. Do something like give us context for the sequels, so that now with the knowledge we have, we can go to the sequel trilogy and go, okay, it's cool now. Because mm-hmm. that's why I mean, I go back to I think Phantom Menace is bad, but I have knowledge of like Qui Gon as a person, what it could mean for the future if he had lived and whatnot, to make me really like that movie now. Definitely, Attack of the Clones still sucks. Revenge of the Sith though has all of the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. all of them. To where I look at Revenge of the Sith and I go, damn. He's never going to see Ahsoka again. Yeah. And you're like, fuck. And and then you go to Rebels and go, fuck. Rebel, and like or, the original trilogy is still great, but now you have the context of the Rebel shit 
And you're like, damn it, this is really cool. Mm-hmm. And they keep adding more flavor to that, too. Like with Jedi Fallen Order, all that is rooted in the Order 66 stuff. And they keep flashing back to it. There's the there's the actual holocron of Obi-Wan telling people not to go back to the temple and everything. Like, shit like that is what would make people really interested in this new trilogy. And they're unwilling to do any of it because... I, I think because of the negative backlash. They're not wanting, willing to touch it for a while. And I think it's going to be the same thing with, with the original trilogy. Nothing really happened until 2008, which was like, what? 2005? It came out in 2005, right? Revenge of the Sith? Uh, 2000, it was like seven, six around that era. But then we got the Clone Wars, uh, technically movie, but it was just the first three episodes. Yeah. Um, we got Clone Wars. People were like, okay, cool. And then we got Force Unleashed. So we went, we went a little bit without any, anything related to this stuff. And then we got, okay, well here's new canon shit in Star Wars. At least at the time, here's how the rebellion was formed. Now here's the Clone Wars. I remember every... Every like G four show, every magazine and everything was like, this takes place between Revenge of the Sith and New Hope. This is an untouched era, and that was like the dopest shit of all time when it was coming out. Now you have like everything that's in yeah. between those two things. But, but like, well, in case in point, now we're getting the Kenobi show. Yeah, like I still think that I think you need to have one of the Inquisitors. There's a good way you can bring Starkiller back. I'm just saying. I, I was go I was ranting on this the other day with my buddy Jared. I was like, they need to make Starkiller cannon, depower him and give him like a new origin or whatever. But just anywhere they can put Sam Whitworth in this shit you is know, gonna be you fire. Know, you know where they put him? Where's that? Jedi Fallen Order two. Yeah. Have I him be, be have perfect. him be the main villain of that game. And then whatever however that game ends, he's kinda now you know, he's wondering where is he belong in this whatever. And then you give him his own game. Mm-hmm. You Jedi or Star Wars Jedi, whatever. I don't give a fuck. Or Sith. I don't give a fuck. And I think that would also give a lot of stuff to Marin to do in that game. Like, you know, she, you know, explains the dark side magic and all this stuff. And then he's like, okay, well, maybe this binary way of me looking at the Force is not exactly how I was led to believe. And then he can grow from there. I think that's the perfect place to put him. And even not there, I'm, I'm not going to lie, bro. If I'm watching Obi-Wan and I see Sam Witwer pop up with a red lightsaber, I'm going to lose my fucking shit. That would be the tightest shit ever. Because I thought of this the other day where it's like, could you imagine if like instead of fighting Vader, like Vader's still there, but Obi-Wan's there to like uh, fight it or something happens. And instead it's like, it's like the, the second sister or whoever the new, the new uh, Inquisitor is in the show. She's doing her thing. And, like, instead, just Sam Witwer walks up behind her and is like, nah, 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 I got this shit. Mm-hmm. I'd lose my fucking... I just want to see Sam Witwer in Star Wars, like, as Starkiller. Like, it's literally him. Like, that's the thing is, like, it was modeled after him. He's the voice. Like, Starkiller is him. Yeah. And he was canon, god dang it. That was my one biggest gripe is when they said, all this shit not canon no more. And I was like, you could at least kept my boy. That's still one of the dopest like trailers of all time to the snow planet where oh, Vader's yeah. walking through the the stormtroopers just explode and Vader's just like walking through the snow with his cape billowing and everything and Starkiller just going off. That the Force Unleashed had some of the best trailers, hands down. I fucking love and like their 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 first uh, introduction trailer was like a fucking Star Destroyer mm-hmm. and it starts to tilt. You're like, what the fuck? Pulling and, that shit and down. And you see to the this planet. dude just be like, oh, that was so, so cool. fucking tight. 
that would make some good Visions content, too. If they wanted to make a Star Killer anime episode. I, I still stand by this. What If was very popular. Visions was very popular. Could you imagine if you got people and just said, here, let's actually sit there and do the Legends continuity shit and call it Legends, and we could just do whatever we want. They don't, and, and you can rewrite them in a way that they don't have to adhere to other rules. Like, you can take some Legends books that are kind of weird mm-hmm. because they're tied to this one and go, no, we're going to standalone. You can do some of the Darth Maul stories. You can do the th- original Thrawn trilogy. We could get, I mean, it wouldn't be in the same form factor, but 1313 in the Maul game. Yeah. Some kind of revival for that. I, th- I think the fact they're sitting on the Legends, which they're now doing, they're putting out the Essential Legends collections, which are like the best of the best Legends novels, mm-hmm. and putting them in like new formats, so re- repurposing them. And I feel like that's kind of a feeler for them to see like, okay, what do people like from this that we could make canon? I'm just saying, dog. I would lo- I bought, because I just bought the books for them. I'd love to see the Darth Bane shit. Yeah. In any format. Like... Give me that. I, I love that type of shit. And, um, like, I just, I need more, like, I also want to, like, I want to see some of that Rogue Squadron, like, some of the novels where it's not, no Jedi, just Rebels versus Empire shit mm-hmm. is the coolest shit. Like, that's one of my favorite things. Like, I liked Rogue One for what it was. And, yes, I really love the end Darth Vader scene. But that whole fucking movie was just awesome because it's like, there's no Jedi mystical bullshit. It's just a really cool, like, fucking espionage spy film set in Star Wars. And they, I, I loved the the idea of um, Chirrut, I think was his name, the, the monk character yeah. that was blind. Because it's like the Force, he's not a Force sensitive at all, but he still believes in all this. So all the other characters are like, oh, he's just like a religious fanatic. I love that point of view. Because in every other Star Wars thing, it's like, all right, the Force, you use the Force, it's telepathy, magic shit. But here, it's like, okay, we don't even know if that's real. The Jedi could just be like a fucking myth. And I I love that point of view. Well, and I also love the moments where they're like, maybe the Force might be a little bit real. When he like does his shit, mm-hmm. you're like, okay. And like, because that's the thing is, that's my favorite thing about Han. When we meet him in there, he's like, fucking weird space magic. He's like, I don't believe in that shit. Yeah. And then when we hear Han go, when he says, may the force be with you, you're like, yeah, let's fucking go. Character development, motherfucker. Yeah. I I, still love Han. I'm going to be real. He should have died in Empire. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be real. Could you imagine if he died after it's like, I love you. He goes, I know. And he dies. Oh, that would have been hard as fuck. Oh, the most heartbreaking end to a fucking movie. Granted, I still like, without the Boba Fett shit, I like the whole, we're going to break into Jabba's palace and blow up his whole fucking parade. But like, that also brings me to the point, uh, Luke Skywalker has the two best entrances in the whole series. Yep. Always showing up with that big ass cloak and his Chanel boots. And his green ass lightsaber. Throwing that shit off. He's like, hey, R2, I'm going to have you throw this shit to me in combat. It's going to be super fucking sweet. Because I'm going to be real, dog. When you first saw Luke in Return and he's all black and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then R2 shoots the lightsaber and without hesitation, that bitch pops out and it's green this time. And you're like, wait, there's more than two colors? Mm-hmm. Ooh, that shit was fucking fire. And I love that they've never actually been like, okay, this is definitely it. But like the fact that it's implied to be Qui-Gon's crystal that he uses. 
I love that. I also love that we like later, like when Mace Windu comes up and he pulls out a fucking purple one. You're like, that's fucking fire. Um, I think we're actually gonna see that in the uh, the Obi Wan show because they released like a statue of Obi Wan for this, and on his backpack is clipped Qui Gon's lightsaber. Fuck yeah! So at some point, I fully believe he's gonna dual wield them shits. I I dude, all I know is that I feel we're gonna get the hypest lightsaber fight with Vader and him that's going to make the fucking episode four one look like shit. I also think it's kind of funny that he's now out here basically collecting lightsabers like Grievous because he has his own Anakin's and now oh, uh, Qui-Gon's as well. He, he all of a sudden now has like, He's like, well, and like, literally someone goes, what are all these? Like, well, this is Qui-Gon, my old masters. This is Anakin, my old apprentices. This one is Shock T's. I found that one on a Felucia. I don't know where that fucking went. And General like, Skywalker. <laughs> he's holding one in his mouth. <laughs> Zoro in the Star Wars universe. Okay, that would be tight as fuck. You have to admit. <laughs> real, dog. So it's fighting like Zoro. Fucking three lightsabers. One is just in his mouth. I would love that. Oh, that should be fire. No, but like. I'm 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 in that spot where I just think the cool side shit is more fun, like the Ronin novel. Awesome. Did you? Uh, I know you've been listening on Spotify to a couple Star Wars things. Did you see that on there? Oh, uh, on Audible. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Uh, it is on there, I believe. Because I, um, after I finished China Rich Girlfriend, which has been making me cry a lot, I think I'm gonna need something a little lighter. <laughs> so I'm gonna read that or listen to that. I guess yeah. for all you. Pianists. I already have it uh, d- done. Perfect. But Do you know uh, how much it costs because I don't have any credits. I mean, one credit's like fifteen, whatever. That's true. So it's around that. Although you can probably go buy it itself. Yeah, I. And it'll show up on Audible. I, th- I don't know where you buy them. I think you have to go to like their website specifically because mm-hmm. you can't do it through the app. I uh, I think I'm gonna restart my membership because I uh, I recently was not able to pay for it, but I think I'm gonna just do Audible gift cards from now on to do that. Mm-hmm. So I'll get into that soon enough. I've been getting like, cause like I said, I've been getting super into Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Nope, not that one. Uh, that like, so the audiobooks that I'm running through right now, I have The Force Unleashed, so one and two. Uh, super mega saves the troops. Um, The Master and Apprentice, which is the Qui Gon Obi Wan book. Mm-hmm. The Ahsoka book, which I only the only reason I got this because I think like I, I was like planning to read it anyway. But I'm doing the audiobook because the narrator is Ahsoka's voice actress. Really? And I'm just like, fuck yes. I didn't know that. That's awesome. So yeah, she she narrates the book. Obviously, I'm doing Force Unleashed. The Dooku Jedi Lost, which is the script. So it's an audio production with full voice acting for everybody. Dooku is just fucking fire. Yeah. So I'm I'm, I'm doing I'm gonna go through like all these because like the the Dooku Jedi Lost one. I didn't know at the time because I, I pulled it off the shelf once. I'm like, a script? Why they put f- fucking publish a script? Mm-hmm. I was like, whatever. Uh, it's like the Deathly Hallows or whatever the fucking Cursed Child shit is, Harry Potter. Whatever. The one we don't talk about. <clears throat> but then I was like, oh no, it's a full production audio drama. So fully voice acted, everything. Where I'm like, ooh, shit. So I'm gonna go through that, bitch. It's gonna be fire. I I really wish that they had like recorded that with Christopher Lee because his voice is just like milk and honey baby. I think they just got the fucker who voiced him in the the Clone Wars. Yeah. I'm pretty I mean, sure. He, he's he's also very solid. Now, granted, I I think they got someone else for Asajj, but mm-hmm. um speaking of that, I have the the Dark Disciple book, 
which is it's the it's that book that was it's the story that was used on like the the unused Clone Wars like episodes that they never used but like still had laying around. Yeah. So they just made a novel about it. And it was Asajj Ventress's pretty much her pull to the light side. Is it's a really solid book. It's also a romance novel. And I was I was reading it, I'm sitting there going like, all right, cool. And then like it kind of hurts you a little bit because like, you know, it's the two romance, one of them goes to the dark side, now Asajj has to be the good guy. Mm-hmm. It's it's a really solid book and it's very sad. Speaking of voice actors, just to derail us <clears> even <throat> further, um, did you watch the multiverses trailer? Yeah. That was so cool. <laughs> I fucking loved it. The the guy sounds exactly like animated series Batman. Because it is. It is? It, yeah, it's Kevin. Holy shit. <laughs> and then uh, it's they literally just got the current Superman and Batman voice actors and Harley Quinn voice and actors. Harley and Garnet and Jake, which is the chillest fucking pair ever. <laughs> I love, by the way, I love immediately they're like, yeah, Harley Quinn would really love Tasmanian Devil. And I'm like, yeah, of course she would. She's like, I'm going to call you slobber. <laughs> I loved that. I I loved they're going. It's Ultra Instinct Shaggy too. They're fully going in for the meme. He literally powered up <laughs> and Super Saiyan Dragon punched Bugs Bunny in the face. And also, we got. I love the one person who felt the most out of place was Anya Stark from yeah. Game of Thrones. Everybody else, I'm like, yeah, fair. And then she's there, and I'm like, why are you? And here? they paired her up with Bugs Bunny. <laughs> but the the best part of that trailer was at the end. When the Iron Giant finally yes! meets his hero. Oh my gosh. I need to see Ryan McGee's reaction to this. That shit was fire. Oh yeah, by the way, did you see the creator clash? Any of it? I, I didn't. I saw the aftermath and nobody that I wanted to win won. Hey, Michael won with, a to- with the TKO. God damn. Yeah. Michael Reeves is a fucking serial killer and I'll prove it one day. <laughs> Yeah, every, pretty much everybody else. I It's funny because Ryan and Matt both apparently wanted to keep going, but it was like, dog, your fucking nose is busted. You cannot keep going. Did you see that picture Ryan posted on Twitter of his nose? Yeah. It looks like after a dog eats a bee. Well, and what's what's funny is that uh, his fighter, Alex Ernst, who is like one of David Dobrik's old friends or whatever, they apparently were like cool afterward. They're like, yo, what's up, bro? Like that's how they met was they beat the fuck out of each other and then went on. Also, shout out to Aaron Hansen. Yeah. He lasted way longer than I thought he would. He looked exactly like Ron Swanson in the Tammy episode. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, that Creator Clash is actually pretty fun. And, shout out, it was all for charity, so. Yeah, and they're continuing it. There will be a new one next year. Good. I'm all, I'm all for that. It'll be way better than all these other influencer boxing shit, which is all just for clout and stupid Absolutely. drama. I would love to visit and, like... Go to Florida or watch that thing. I think oh, that would I'd be, be really super fun. down. Yeah, if we if we can do it, I'd say we do it for next year. Hell yeah! But um, yeah. I mean, I really don't have much else to talk about. I mean, Star Wars, Star Wars. I've been getting huge into that. Um, we should sign up for Creator Clash. We should. <laughs> that would get our podcast out there. What a way to get it out there is we both get our ass beat in a boxing match. <laughs> I'd have to fight like Boogie 2988 or something <laughs> with my weight class. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that I feel kind of bad for him because he's in like a weird spot. Like he keeps saying like he keeps pretty much like he he keeps wanting it, you can tell he wants to be better. Yeah. But he, he's but in he, this like he state. consistently shoots himself in the foot though. Well, it's that but like it's also just like I feel that he has no confidence in himself. 
Yeah. So like every time he relapses very fast, he's just like, oh well, I mean, it's kind of how I have to be. Yeah. And it sucks. But yeah, on the other side too, he's also a fucking dickhead sometimes. Yeah. Or Rich from Review Tech. I think I, me and Rich are about the same size. I, I, th- I think you. Oh no, Richard, kick your ass. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Give me that skibby da bop boom da da, <laughs> knock my ass out. <laughs> I love him though. He's he's really weird. Like, there's some takes from like, all right, bro. Yeah, but like for the most some of part, those intros where he just talks about his nipples go on for way too long. <laughs> I think that's the point. <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make the audience real uncomfortable real quick. I hate when he gets in the way. He goes, mm. <laughs> yes, and I'm like, all right, bro, you gotta stop. Yeah, no, but uh. Yeah. So yeah, uh, watch for us next year on Critical. <laughs> I also I fucking hate Keemstar because he was like trashing Creator Clash the whole fucking time. Like, no, there needs to be drama, blah blah blah. And then he, and then he, he was specifically going after AB just because he works for H three, and it's bullshit because AB is just the nicest dude that's ever lived. No, shout out though to fucking Michael Reeves, that motherfucker, and he was good. Like he was doing, like he was dodging punches, like like you know, fucking weaving in and out. That sh- that shit was fire, dog. Yeah, I was legitimately watching that, going like, hell yeah, Michael, go off. Now the thing is, uh, Matt Watson has been on a thing on Twitter the last couple days where he's like, I want to challenge Lucas Crookshank next year, the guy that plays Fred. For those that don't know. And everybody on Twitter's like, you're going to get fucking bodied. His dad is John Cena. <laughs> and I would love for him to do it like dad did and box as Fred. I, that was the thing is dad, dad came in and like immediately when I watched, it, I was like, oh, like, cause Matt was like, don't go for the nose. And dad was, and dad was kind of saying like, I mean, I never said anything, mm-hmm. Like kind of doing that shit. And immediately right for the fucking face. Also, I people are giving a lot of shit to Dr. Mike because of how he fought Idubs. Because apparently this man is like immediately just swinging going for cheap shots. And it's like a lot of people are like, man, this man's been boxing for 10 years and immediately is doing these cheap shot shit. I mean, he I guess he's trying to go for efficiency. I haven't seen it. It it part of me was like, hey yo, bro, calm down. Like, even I, like, I don't watch boxing, but I was like, yo, hold up. Hey yo, ref, what the fuck? <laughs> like that kind of shit. Right, but like shout out, it was a really well put together event. Absolutely. I honestly was like hell yeah, and I cannot wait to see more. But uh, anything else you want to talk about? Or no, I've pretty much squirted all my informational juice from the week out. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> Just hit, hit end right there. Not even nothing. All right. All right, well, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Uh, this is another rambly episode. We just kind of went off topic on whatever. Mainly, fun one, mainly Star Wars. Which... I love re-listening to these episodes. Oh, yeah, no doubt, because I'll be sitting there, and, like, I, I went back to some old ones, and, like, sometimes my opinions have changed, and I'll go, and I literally will sit there, hear myself talk, and go, who the fuck is this kid? <laughs> right? No, it was great. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, follow us on the Instagram at SideQuest underscore podcast. You can find mine and BJ's there as well. Uh, be on the lookout. We're going to make a TikTok at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to, we're going to start, I say we're going to start actually putting out content on those. So hopefully it's not just, you know, here's the podcast. And then our Instagram is pretty dry of just new episode, new episode, new episode. Yeah. I, uh, I didn't say this on the podcast yet, but the, uh, the Scott Pilgrim vinyl records finally came in. So I'll be getting a big box of limited run Scott Pilgrim shit. I will be doing an unboxing video on the Instagram. So keep an eye out for that too. 
And once we get the TikTok up and running, we'll probably do shit like that too. Like, like I, I think we do like quick reviews, do some shit on there. I don't know. Yeah. But we'll figure it out. But uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. And as always, take it sleazy.